joining us. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 19, 1 Samuel 19. It often, as I open God's Word, there's just new things that jump out to me. And so as I we continue through this life of the life of David, so many fascinating things that, you know, over the years maybe I've read and haven't really sat down and pondered or thought my way around. But uh, we're in chapter 19 today and just uh, watching Saul and David and Jonathan and and the interaction that, that goes on. And so now we pick it up at 19. David has just married uh, Michael, Saul's daughter. And um, he's come back from battle and they've been very successful. And so instead of his father-in-law looking out the window to make sure his son-in-law has come back, you read these words. And Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should kill David. So Saul has went from trying to create a plan when he married his daughter, talking about it um, by just sending him to war. Now he's telling his servants and his own son, I want this guy gone. So as you open up uh, 1 Samuel 19, why does David, why does Saul want David gone? There's a lot of varying reasons could be the kingdom uh, could be jealousy but something that's so interesting to me is is it's almost like God is giving Saul opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to say you know what I have a wrong heart I have a wrong attitude because David's not dead maybe I really need to evaluate what's going on in my own heart and it doesn't seem like anywhere in at this point Well, we find Saul saying, okay, Lord, what do you want to do in my heart? But you're going to have his son, Jonathan, who loved David. And so Jonathan's going to, verse 2, Jonathan told David, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard in the morning and stay in a secret place and hide yourself. So now Jonathan's going to go communicate with his father about his friend David. And so you have this pretty open communication uh, with David you don't, or uh, Jonathan and Saul. You don't see any resentment from Saul to Jonathan. Um, you don't see Saul trying to get Jonathan out of the way. Uh, but you, you get open conversation. And Jonathan spoke well of David to his, his father and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you. And because his deeds have brought good to you. So here's some things that he's done. Verse 5. For he took his own life in his hand and he struck down the Philistines. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all of Israel. You saw it, Dad, and rejoiced. Why then do you sin against an innocent blood by killing David without a cause? So now he has his son coming to him and say, listen, this... David has actually benefited you. He hasn't hurt you. You saw how great the Lord worked. It was a great salvation. Dad, don't do this. This isn't right. Verse 6. And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David. And Jonathan reported to him all the things that he had, had been said. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. Interesting phrasing to me. As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. 
it's uh, is it coincidence? Is it um, picking and choosing? Uh, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. As I am king, he shall not be put to death. As Jonathan, as you've come to confront me and encourage me, and I recognize that I've maybe made some unwise decisions, so I'm, I'm not going to hurt your friend. None of those phrases are there. As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. Saul knows about the Lord. He's aware of the Lord, but he's not walking in the power of the Lord. Um, that has left him because of the choices that he's made. And so now again, he's going to bring back um, the Lord as a phrase for him, a cliche, that so that David doesn't die. And then if you go on a little bit farther, David's going to go about, back out into battle, to war again. And then a harmful spirit from the Lord will come upon Saul as he sat in his house with a spear in his hand. And he tried to kill David again. Thinking about the harmful spirit from the Lord. Man, that's, a, that's just a... Is that an opportunity for us to look forward to Romans 8.28? All things work together for good to those who love him. Um, is it an opportunity for us to think about David and not walking in circumstance truth because he's been, you know, try to, he's, now this will be the second time we try to pin him to the wall. He's asked for uh, dowry for his daughter, hoping that his daughter would die. And so David is watching this man that is now his father-in-law. Were these all things that David should have been aware of as he moves forward as king down the road? Well, There'll be aha moments that he'll look back and say, man, I wish I would have repented earlier. Um, I really don't know. And just things I'm putting out there, I think as I read through this passage um, today, the thing that I'm thinking about is who in my life do I need to pause to celebrate? Because it seems like Saul gets crazy when David goes out to battle and has success. So who is it in my life where we see God working that as a, as a brother or a sister, uh, as a pastor friend, that, that we just need to celebrate what, that the Lord's with him, that God's doing things and it's exciting and there, you know, there is no jealousy, but we're, we're for them. And the other thing that I'm thinking about is, is where do I need to pause to consider Repentance. Where do we see Saul should be having aha moments saying the Lord is with him? And I don't want to be the guy in history that's trying to take the Lord's anointed out. How do I celebrate him? How do I walk with him? And, and that's not happening as you walk through 1 Samuel. And so where is the Lord speaking to us, calling our hearts to repentance, calling us to lead to say, here's an opportunity for you to say, you know what, I want to go in a different direction. You have my attention. So a couple of things as you think your way around 1 Samuel chapter 19. I do appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I'm going to pray for you today. And to thank for the Lord for the opportunity for this day and this new day that he would give us strength in it. So Father, we thank you for your word. And, and sometimes it can be confusing and sometimes it's just very clear. There's lots of opportunity for us to ponder and think and open our hearts up to that. We want to do that. We, we see Saul who doesn't do that, and we want to open our hearts up to the Scriptures. And so may we celebrate well those who are having success, and may we walk today with the thought process of where do we need to consider repentance? Lord, we, you've given us this 
this historical truth for us to look and think about. And so, God, we see Saul's jealousy of David and and uh, brokenness of Saul's heart. And so, Lord, we just ask that that would not be true of us, that we would just walk in your strength and your power and hear your voice clearly and then humbly submit to that. So thank you for this Friday. And God, may you use us to bring honor to your name, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a great day.